0: Hello everyone. In today's Mitte episode, we have with us Goye Das, who is the HR from more than fifteen years of experience, and we are very glad to have her on board with us today. So uh, today we'll be covering on the topics like team culture, team journey, about her life journey, how she managed from all her. Possible failures or fears, and overcoming that them, and to become like top hundred HRs. So we'll be covering all the topics that will help you also to develop yourself. So let's dive into our podcast. So thank you for having, uh, thank you for being a part of Mitike Rangma. Huh?
1: Thanks, Kushi. I'm so happy to be here. I really admire the way Mitike Rang is supporting humanity. Is supporting society and
0: thank you so much for inviting me Thank you so much uh, So before we dive deep into the conversation I would really love if you could introduce yourself as who is Gauri Das and what is it's your mission for your life and for the people around you Great
1: So I will just say if I have to say in a sentence it would be passion with compassion that is how I define myself and how my friends colleagues also define me. I started my journey as an engineer because uh, it is around the year 2000 when I started my engineering and as you would agree, uh, those days, I don't know looking at your age, I can't make out if you can understand but those days uh, the best choice for uh, somebody who is good in academics was engineering or medical. We did not have uh, professions like podcasting at that point of time (laughs) so um, since i was very bad at uh, drawings i chose engineering and the journey started in the uh, third year of uh, my course uh, i met a professor who was teaching us management because engineering also had a pillar of management and uh, he told me uh, that uh, he identified some qualities in me that I would make a good HR and he suggested that I take forward uh, HR as my career and uh, I should work towards that and because of his belief I thought okay I will do that and I appeared for uh, entrance exams because I was in Madhya Pradesh and there you have entrance exams for MBA and I secured a good position as well but before I could join my college, uh, like a normal Indian girl, I was married off and I landed up in Assam, uh, so from there my journey started, however I had this uh, thing, the belief of my professor that I would be uh, going for HR, so I started my working with an IT company in Assam uh, as a HR professional and doing the entry level things, learning the ropes of the profession. And uh, uh, I mean, it was a high for me because Assam, as you would know, and in the year 2005, it was not as developed as it is today. So getting a job and that too in profession of your choice was an amazing feeling. And I realized after I couldn't do MBA that uh, when there are opportunities which you cannot get, life will definitely open a new door for you. So it was kind of a disappointment, but uh, since I had hope and I had positivity it got converted into something positive and I could start my career in HR. From there I moved on to Ahmedabad and uh, again similar situation, there were no, uh, not many companies and all. I started working there as with an institute and uh, went on to teach MCA MBA students along with continuing with my HR degree and 2 years there and I was blessed with my bundle of joy and we moved to Mumbai and it was a difficult journey again because I had to take care of my daughter as well and then restart, it was a new city my life in Mumbai started with riding local trains and it was really I mean, um, tiring and really challenging to manage all the things going back to work in a big city. Commuting time was so much here. I had never seen it in Assam or or Ahmedabad and then uh, very small daughter. So, I went for a break. I took a break of around two years and then came back and restarted my journey with the FMCG company uh, which gave me an assignment to set up their office in Navi, Mumbai and also to set up their HR department. They, this was an amazing learning because I had to do everything related to a startup, setting up their processes, setting up uh, their compliance structure, learning and development, and also developing a new team. So after this, I moved to a drastic change. Uh, I took up a change in my career. this was a startup and then I moved to a company which was 30 years old and they were doing a transition. they were in transition phase. They were a promoter driven company for 30 years and now acquired by an Australian agency. The role here was to manage this acquisition and also to develop systems which were really contemporary. Because so far it was all about having payroll and recruitment that is done by HR. So training, employee engagement, communication, uh, developing new performance management system, kind of OD flavor also. These were the highlights of this journey and I learned few skills here which I wanted to utilize next and that's where I landed up in my current company. And here the first thing that I was supposed to learn was to uh, give a respectful exit to all CXOs because uh, when I joined the strategy changed and I really learned the art of uh, respectful firing I should say and people said that I'm a firing missile because the whole top layer was uh, was changed because of this change of strategy and then to build a new team, reorganisation, restructuring and uh, coordinating with new ceo and in a year's time we became profitable as well so as part of executive management team and as head of hr i had responsibilities not only related to people function but also as a leader of the team and this is how the journey is going that is amazing and how many times you have
0: shifted from one thing to another and working with different companies, yeah. different agencies, even startups, mm-hmm. and that really developed, developed yourself for being such a you know, such a good place today. Uh, so yeah. you also had a story about your own failures that you faced in your engineering duration, right? In your first or second year. So could you please share with that with us also?
1: Yeah. So my life is full of failures. I must say I have messed up multiple times. This is one of those stories. Uh, it's so, so I'll tell you my background first, uh, my primary education was from a village uh, in Hindi medium because my father was a factory manager and uh, we used to stay at a very small village. So reaching to school would take at least uh, two kilometers of walk each side and it would uh, take up around three hours for me to commute every day. But that was the decent, most decent school nearby which I could access to. So that's how the journey started and struggle was part of my DLA, Uh, my parents gave me two values, one was uh, respecting self and others and second is this hard work and dedication and perseverance, Uh, because of these things I could do a lot of things in my life because when I went to Indore again it was a challenge because you are coming from a very small place, you are from Hindu medium and suddenly you are amongst international students because the college which i joined it was having seats for people from all across the world Uh, so another struggle so this uh, engineering happened and then i went to college and as i said i was struggling because i came from a small city and i uh, was also coming from hindi medium Uh, and oh added to it the challenge was drawing like i said i chose engineering because i was bad at drawings and uh, in in my first year, I had the subject called as engineering drawing. So I was uh, definitely terrified by the mention of it. And it so happened in my first class that when I went and our professor gave us some assignment, when I submitted, he told me, "This is the worst drawing I have ever seen." And you can think of the motivation level that I had. I was already terrified, and here he is telling me this is the worst drawing. And I thought I would not be able to. And the moment I realized this that it is getting difficult. I'm not going to do it. My performance, anyways, it was not good, and it kept on uh, on a downward spiral. And then I failed. Uh, after that I realized that I need to do something and uh, as there were values of perseverance and uh, hard work so I decided to reach out to another professor who was a very senior professor for engineering right. and I requested him to guide me and, and the moment I mentioned that my drawing is very poor and that's where I failed he told me what are you talking about it's it's uh, rubbish because engineering drawing is all about your imagination, your visualization. It has nothing to do with your drawing because you have to just draw straight lines. That to with a scale. And there are other protector also is available a lot of instruments. I started studying under his guidance and then I passed with very good marks. Uh, and I realized that it's all mind impediment in mind that stops us from creation. Had I realized this, that it is not about drawing and I'm bad at drawing, I was same person. Within six months, I did no wonders to my drawings, but I could pass the good marks because the thought process had changed. The teacher told you that
0: that there's a concept of you know feeling because of the drawing. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing how, how he changed your mind into you know correct. what? yeah he
1: gave me the right guidance correct that you can do it it's not impossible because so, you think you you can't drop
0: so today there's like prevalent amount of fear of failure with everyone and yeah. everyone every day feels that okay i'm going to fail i'm going to fail i'm going to fail so how exactly you you would say that how can someone Motivate themselves that no, they cannot, or you know, change their mindset. Because
1: you have done it. Multiple times, yeah, it happened multiple times with me. I would say it's not fear of failure which stops, it's exactly fear of shame. We have our irritated egos, we have our uh, we have certain impressions, certain self-esteem, and if we think that we are not able to do it we kind of go in a shell and we think that no, it's impossible and what if I fail, what would people say, So this is the most important thing what would people say if I fail, my self esteem would uh, go down and I would not be able to survive this uh, failure what I, like I said, I think uh, life is all about messing up and there have not been any success stories without failure You talk about penicillin, it was discovered because uh, somebody forgot to do a particular procedure and he had to cover a particular bowl where he had kept some chemical and he forgot that, went for a vacation, when he came back he saw that the mold has grown and it is killing the bacteria and that's how it was discovered. Would he be unhappy? Uh, thinking that oh I made a mistake, I messed up and uh, or he would be uh, very uh, sad or happy that this thing happened that they could discover something new it depends on the mindset, there is a fat chance that he was not happy knowing that it happened by mistake or there is a chance that it depends whether it's a growth mindset or it is not similarly if you see uh, any success stories talking about JK Rowling she failed twelve times I mean, 12 publishers did not accept her book the same book which made her uh, one of the richest women in the world today yeah. and you talk about uh, uh, Steve Jobs he was fired from his own company that he founded one day you talk about uh, uh, Walt Disney he was fired for lo- lack of imagination can you read that so this keeps on exactly. happening with people yeah, and there are there is no success stories. And like Michael Jordan puts it beautifully, that I have lost uh, nine thousand I mean I have missed nine thousand shots, lost three hundred matches, and also twenty six time I was trusted with the winning stri- strike, but I couldn't do it. And that's what leads to success. Uh, this last line is very important that when you mess it up, you really do something good. And that's why we should allow ourselves permission to fail. Failure is an integral part. So this is my overall thought process on it. Now, how would you do so? There are certain tools about it. The first thing that I rely on is to be in a company of people who are really positive, who think that it's not bad to fail because failure is a stepping stone for success. Like research says, if you you are accompanied by people who are not healthy, there are 57% more chances that you would be fat soon. Similarly, if you are around, uh, surrounding yourself with growth mindset people, there are there is fat chance that you will be having this mindset. They will be there to uh, push you, they will be there to tell you right things sometimes when we are very low and somebody says it's fine to fail and we generally mean, uh, we take it up and we become very uh, cheerful thinking that okay it's part of human life so that is point number one we need to be surrounded by people who are okay to fail who understand that failure is part of life second thing is kind of a uh, learning to fail so if you have seen this movie Star Trek you will see that there is an assignment to the captain which is a no-win situation in psychology we call it a no-win situation wherein whether you take this action or you don't take any action so they had to rescue another ship if they go for it they were um, fully sure of destruction if they don't go then again there was destruction for themselves so it's a no-win situation you can't do anything about it and in such situation what you do is you learn so go to the best person whom you know And play chess with him So that you know you you will fail And you will learn how to fail How to fail gracefully Learning this is very important Third thing How do we eat an elephant We eat an elephant step by step So keep the milestones small And achievable So that you know okay I have achieved here I have reached here I will take a next step forward And finally have a failure log. We say we should have a uh, gratefulness log, we say we should have a success log, but failure log is equally important. I have written on what all I have done incorrectly or what all I have was not able to manage well and what should be done next. Because to make a mistake is not a problem, but repeating it is a problem. We have to learn from our mistakes. So this is my mantra of uh, managing different failures in life.
0: That is amazing and the fifth point is really amazing because I have never heard people saying that make your failure grow. so but writing about your own failures sometimes it makes you realize that okay I would have done business things and uh, I am telling you even I have just started writing journaling just recently yeah. a week back Okay, and oh, in a is. week That's I have yeah i have i have just recognized that okay first two days was pretty difficult for me to write i'm like what should i write and now every day i'm like okay i have done these mistakes i have to improve this i have to improve this next day even if i yeah. uh, slept like 30 minutes late because i was binge watching or something i used to write it on my journal okay next time i will not do this because it's hampering my sleep so even these small things are actually you know changing my life and you know changing myself uh, to be a more into a happiness side rather than being you know uh, saying that okay I have slept only for four hours today and I'm, now I'm very tired so I, I feel that this is a very good idea and I will also do this because I've never done this and never heard it before this is the first time I've been hearing about writing about okay that's
1: great right. do that and do share your experience as well because for me it has helped and especially when I was raising my child she's now 11 and a half uh, there were a lot of things which I was doing wrong and then I got to learn from here, there, everywhere I used to make a log so that next time I can avoid it but as human it is still possible that we do the same mistake second time also but like unconsciously time we would
0: be careful. Yeah,
1: that, huh, Consciously we would not be doing it definitely and that's a yeah, so you,
0: it just makes you realize that where you are conscious and where you are not okay. so uh, you have also mentioned about having a positive angle okay which really attracted me uh, because I have never heard about a positive anger from my childhood I have been told that okay, being angry is a negative form so please put more light into it so that our viewers also will get to know about it
1: uh, this is very interesting and it really helps so uh, what do you think causes anger I mean in your experience generally if you have analysed what would have caused anger say for example um, Somebody uh, say, okay. I'll, I'm taking a hypothetical situation. So there, uh, there is a, uh, there's a couple, a man and his wife. And uh, one day, this uh, his wife uh, finds out that he's cheating on him, and she confronts him. And then he says, "I'm sorry," and he starts crying and all of it. And he's, uh, she says, "No, you have to go out of this house, and there's no relationship anymore." But he somehow is able to convince her that I'm going to. Follow the right part, and she is ready to give it a try. Uh, in this process, she has not uh, expressed any anger as yet, right? Yeah. Uh, now, what is happening is this anger is bottling up uh, inside her, and yeah. uh, if it, it continues to happen, uh, you have you seen any such situation? Have you faced anything like? Yeah, this?
0: yeah. So that okay.
1: happens. So you- I'm not angry in that
0: mm-hmm. moment, but you know, it just comes up again
1: yeah. and then it just burst off <laughs> yeah so it's boom it explodes so similarly it's happening with her and uh, she is trying to be a nice uh, woman she is uh, doing her day's job and then coming back and trying to be smiley with her yeah. husband and all of it but it is bottling inside bottling up and uh, if, uh, if, if what will happen ultimately is in a month's time or whatever ways her body takes it she is soon going to have some disease which would not be coming up because anger has to come out emotions have to come out if it is not coming out uh, directly in form of an outburst it would come out in some other form because what anger does is it keeps us in state of arousal and because of that the adrenaline is always secreted and if it is a state of constant arousal our body is not able to take it it needs to go back to uh, normal situation which is called as homostasis in, so in this situation she is going to definitely work now what options she has one is either uh, just exploding which will be hurting her relationship or hurting other people in any other situation or she can uh, just keep it inside her which she is doing but by doing that she is actually hurting herself so if you don't express you are hurting yourself if you express you are hurting others so what do, do? So express but in a positive or constructive manner. now how could you do it so there is a, a, a study which says that if you write your emotions or if you write about the incident that has happened the power of that emotion reduces so you can write it down first of all and that will help you bring it down bring it out and bring down the emotions Second, you can dance it out, you can sing it out or you can paint it out and I'm sure irrespective of what kind of painter or dancer or singer you are it can come out very beautifully. That is another way to do it and that's where we hear mandala art and there are other art forms where you can express your anger. What else can be done is called as a gestalt technique. In that, you will sit across a chair and you will assume that the person is sitting there or with whom you have this emotion and you will be uh, talking to him or uh, screaming or uh, telling him whatever emotions you have or you can go a step further, you can take two pillows and trash them as well okay so your whatever emotions have bottled up, they will just cool down and once your emotions have cooled down your logical brain will start working because we know why emotions make us blind because only our emotional brain amygdala is working our logical brain which is cortex it stops working because amygdala takes control the moment your uh, uh, logical brain starts working you will find a way out and then the most important step is to talk to that person in that cool state of mind so that the same thing is not repeated and you are out of your emotions so this is the constructive or positive way to deal with emotions we should never repress them I hope it makes sense
0: yeah yeah it truly makes sense uh, I am uh, that kind of person who actually burst out and then I am like okay. okay, I don't know why I I, why I burst it out to such a small thing and then I realize mm-hmm that okay it's like you know past events that have come together and you know I'm just bursting out all those things again so that happens again and again so it's a very beautiful concept and one which I like was the visualizing a person or a thing or a situation being there and trying to letting out your feelings
1: yeah that helps because then you have vented it out already now you are in a better frame of mind and you can speak to this person but speaking to this person and confronting is still very important otherwise same thing will be happening again and conveying our emotions is important yeah
0: that is try true. this next time yeah sure <laughs> I am learning so much <laughs> so uh, I want to know being in HR that how, how being in HR uh, you know your life, how has it changed your life, how you have developed yourself what are your personal
1: growth journey been like Uh, so this is an interesting question which will take me to my past and make me express all my uh, learning journeys in different forms like i said i was an engineer and i had no formal education in HR so when i started it was HR administration which was fine But the most important thing in HR today is employee experience. Uh, It's all about uh, creating those strategies and creating those um, moments for employees where you can differentiate yourself as a great place to work or as as an employer who is a differentiator in terms of how you are treating people. But this did not come easy as you rightly said, it has been a journey there have been different moments, so when, when I started uh, working with this startup wherein I set up uh, HR department I uh, came up with a lot of learnings in terms of how are we going to connect with others and what are you, how are you going to sell your organization, you need to create those employee value propositions for yourself for your organization when you are talking to these prospective employees so that was one of the things which I learned and then I also learned in further other jobs but in terms of personal learning I am a student forever and after completing my engineering I six years after that I went for my MBA in HR and last year I completed my psychology post-graduation I also did a lot of certifications uh, to name a few, OD certification, reward certification, NLP all these things and then being in company of people uh, will, who are progressive, who are growth oriented has really helped me and a uh, transition point was definitely HR 40 under 40 because when I went there I realized that there's so much out there, people know so much, they are doing so many things and then I started learning from them one by one, because we had a whatsapp group and there were a lot of activities which were doing. we were doing in terms of uh, team and uh, connecting with them and realizing that you are not there, you need to uh, really up your game in order to uh, do good with your organization and yourself as well uh, so from all these things I kept on learning and I am learning even today that's
0: amazing, uh, so because the COVID-19 things have like shifted in a very fast pace. So I would really like to
1: know how the team culture has been impacted and what the team cultures will be like after COVID-19. This is a pertinent question for today's time and uh, now we know that covid is going to stay with us for a very long time. In terms of team, how I look at it is any employee or any team, I look at it in terms of Nestle's hierarchy. There are five levels, right? So the basic level is about um, basic necessities. There's psychological safety, then there is uh, belonging, self-esteem, and then you have your self actualization Before COVID, uh, you definitely have your salary. So the first thing is sorted. Second one also is sorted because you have security in terms of job security or your team support. You can see them every day. It was easy. Self-esteem and recognition was also easily coming by because people were together. You can go to anybody and give a pat on the back that you did well and you really helped. And uh, similarly, self actualization because observational learning is an important aspect when it comes to learning. And when you are surrounded by people, senior leaders, you definitely look at them and you learn from them. So it was easily coming before Covid era. Now after Covid, uh, each and every level of it has become a challenge because There are challenges in terms of business survival, there are challenges in terms of uh, whether there will be jobs, how many jobs will be remaining, every day we are hearing that uh, there are challenges in terms of employment, so this needs to be really taken care of well, and during COVID and after that, uh, you need to really look for those signs, is there any distress in employees, are they worried whether their job will remain or not and you need to give them that psychological safety, so this is how the transition is already happening and it will happen in the future second thing because people are away from each other right, you can't go to somebody and give them a kind of a hug or something like that that okay we are there for you but you need to do it virtually now and when it comes to self-esteem and recognition so we have to design programs which we are I'm sure all HR's are already doing that they are creating programs which can run virtually like just um, a week ago we launched a program which is called as my motivator now what this program does is uh, bring in positivity in the system so if you are someone uh, I interacted with and I realized that I felt positive even for a moment I will be recognizing you as a my motivator so think about the uh, okay. the overall positivity that this program would bring, and you are feeling good because somebody recognized you as a motivator, and I felt happy talking to you. So likewise, we have to create something uh, which will really fulfill the need of that. And self-actualization is again a challenge because earlier it was easy to learn and like I said observational learning is missing but uh, it has uh, the uh, online learning courses have taken place of it and there are still ways and we are uh, it's a journey in progress we have not completed it as yet. But slowly and steadily we will be uh, reaching to that level also where self-actualization can also be met uh, sitting at home Besides that uh, there are some positives also like uh, so far uh, we run a a global organization that I work for So if there are people who are sitting at different places and you are sitting in the boardroom uh, Then generally what happens is those people who are physically present they will be talking and others will be just go silent, they will be going silent but now everybody has level, it has become a level playing field, right? So be it introverts or be it people who are far away, they would also participate. So the team dynamics is changing here because the way people used to communicate is changing and it has become very close. I just read that in an organization they experimented and they asked people to show their homes to everybody. So, you take a camera and you move around the whole house and you show it and many a times people would have linked it right I, if you and I work together I will talk to you that okay I have this in my home and this is what I like or this is my place of comfort and now you are showing it to people which was never possible earlier So, that kind of gives a bonding which was not there earlier So, this is also a different kind of dynamics where people who are away, who are introverts they are speaking and also you are able to show more uh, to towards your life and that is creating a bond
0: oh that's amazing so uh, something I want to know as many people have graduated from their colleges or are in second years mm-hmm. so they all are freshers and they want to start their journey in the corporate world so what exactly do you guys look into a person or a freshers personality before hiring them
1: Uh, So, there are various aspects and it uh, moves from company to company because we will be having certain competencies on which uh, we look for people but definitely um, one thing remains common, the uh, the zeal, the enthusiasm which can be evaluated because there will be skills which cannot be evaluated on pace and then second thing is uh, what you are doing you should be knowing many a times people will go for internship but when you ask them what did you do there generally they will be blank about it so this is the most important thing for, about, because of which people are um, not selected in interviews what you do you must do that is most important second behavioral aspect um, so there are notions about this generation that this generation is entitled because that's how uh, parents have uh, uh, given them the upbringing everything was available for them and they were mostly single uh, child and that's why full attention and that has made them tamper that's not true but this is a notion which many people carry and that's where it's very important that your behavioral aspects are the, in alignment with the values that your, that the organization is uh, you are going for uh, so, these are two three things which we look for when we hire a professional.
0: Basically, your values should incline with the organization's values to create that passion and the zeal in work. Right. Yeah,
1: Because value based hiring has become very important now. That's the differentiator. Uh, you can have people who are skilled, uh, but skill can be, uh, you can train somebody for those skills. What is important is your attitude and your values. If your values are not matching because I would not name the organization but uh, there are organizations where they hire people like one of those things is related to Taj we always say that uh, when this attack happened none of the employees left the hotel and they were first caring about the guests. right uh, why did this happen? So when I mean, they analysed, they realised that they were hiring people who were uh, related to, I mean, who were coming from small cities and they were having those kind of values of uh, hospitality and uh, taking care of guests. a In cities, we don't have that because we don't have resources and if somebody comes, it's like a headache, right? But for, uh, for small cities, it's still a pleasurable thing that if somebody is coming to your home. Or in another city, another organization, what they do is uh, they go to the colleges and they check with the principal and their teachers who are the people who respect their parents the most. That is one of the selection criteria. So uh, they don't go for people who are very high in academics or who are high in extracurricular, but they go for people who are more respectful of their parents because that is the value which matches so value can be a differentiator for uh, candidates if they go through the website in detail and try to find out everything which is available on google uh, they would be able to identify with the values and as a candidate one also needs to be uh, sure if my values are not matching is it really worth going for this opportunity so it's it's a win win situation for both
0: that is true and that is something I didn't, haven't had uh, any idea about that you are know, comparing with your parents how they are, how the children are behaving with their parents and having respect towards them so That's amazing uh, So before we wrap up I have a few questions for you uh, I wanted to ask any uh, book that you would like to share any movie that inspired you that you would like to share with our audience
1: I am not much a, uh, a movie person but books definitely Uh, so there is uh, this book Alchemist it really talks about who you are really and where can you go if you just go with the flow life is like a uh, journey and you go with the flow so I will definitely recommend it so uh,
0: if you have to give yourself your younger self an advice so what advice that
1: would be my advice would be look for a mentor soon in your career that's one thing which i never did and when i really did it i realized that this has a lot of advantages and i should have done it Uh, for me especially uh, after my first job i have been reporting to uh, ceos so in hr my word is the last word and that's where i realized that when you really have a mentor who knows the subject more than you you learn from there and that is one advice which i can give to my
0: that's amazing. So, something I want to ask you on that uh, lines: uh, you asked about like having a mentor. So, how exactly you think that we can find a mentor, especially those who are freshers who are coming out of their schools, they're coming out of their colleges and want to start something?
1: Yeah. So again, there should be an alignment, and mentor uh, mentee has to reach the mentor. So for uh, women, there are a lot of platforms where you can go like there is one star in you They have this mentorship program uh, Women can approach them and uh, they will align you with a mentor uh, For example, if you are from marketing, they will have someone, some expert in marketing who can uh, support you So this is a uh, mentorship platform There are few more likewise And otherwise, we have a biggest platform, LinkedIn from LinkedIn, you can identify who you would like to have your mentor and then you can try to approach them like few people have approached me and I am working with them through LinkedIn there is no other platform, nothing because as a um, uh, I mean, uh, as a professional, I want to give back to society and there are many more people like that who would like to give back to uh, people, younger generation and they are happy to support and similarly uh, for people who would like to look for a mentor, they need to. Uh, they will be aligned with it. But it is, it, uh, it is a really big task for mentees, both mentees and mentors, but mentees need to be very very dedicated and devoted and learning from it, Because uh, this is how the relationship is. So that is one thing. Second, in many organizations, you have this platform called as Mentor-Mentee platform, where you can apply for it and you can get mentor. But I would say LinkedIn is a place where you can get a mentor from anywhere in this world. So that's the biggest platform, and we can
0: definitely utilize it. And it's a very much emerging platform nowadays. Yeah. And because of the COVID 19, everyone is there now. Correct. So uh, thank you so much for being here, sharing so much in silence. And I've learned so much. And today I'll write all my fears as well on my journal. Absolutely. Great. Now, I have something to write on my journal because of this conversation I had with you So, thank you so much and I know our viewers have also got so much insights, and they will also start making their journals
1: Great, so even if one person is benefited by this talk, I am so happy about it Thank
0: Thank you you so much, thank you so much